and we're rolling hello hi welcome back to working title thank you for having me again this is your third time back on the pod yeah i guess it is the first time was don't go to bed angry which i think is my highest listened to episode and i love that episode but it does make me cringe when i listen to it just the way same way that like when i watch old youtube videos i cringe i think whenever i listen back to myself i tend to cringe even yeah. if i think it's half decent yeah you it's, know it's, it's tough brutal. tough to listen to yourself i think also that's when i was being super weird with my podcast and trying to like produce it a certain way which i commend the effort but uh, looking, listening back to the first episodes just makes me kind of want to die. But anyways, we did Don't Go to Bed Angry, which if you do want like a rundown on how we met and just kind of like the basics of our relationship, we recorded that, I think actually on our one year, which is crazy. There we go. We're, we're like, what, like three and a half now? Yeah, three and a half. So powering through. We are. So that was the first one. The second one we did was the day we like recorded the second part of the episode, the day that you were moving to England, which was June 2022. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's number three. So this episode is going to be all about long distance and our experience doing long distance. We'll try to offer some advice. I get so many DMs requesting this specific episode. For the past year, Zantori has lived in england in bristol and i've been in manhattan but do you want to just kind of share what you've been up to for the past year it's been good i've been working at my family company which has been great i've been very much enjoying that learning all different kind of all the facets of the company um and we just got we got some great people which it's been a it's been a real benefit for me as someone kind of trying to make a way in business um health has been very good which is people forget how important that is so i'm very lucky that that's been great over the last year and i've you know for the majority of the time been very happy so i really can't complain i'm a lucky boy love that should we run through like the different types of long distance that we've done sure i think we are good people to speak on long distance because we've done at least three different types of long distance yeah, we're trying to get, trying to collect all the badges. Yeah, exactly. We won't get into the nitty gritty of like how we met and what our first year was like because I feel like we dived into that in Don't Go to Bed Angry episode. But um, we really, like the foundation of our relationship was built on long distance because uh, we got together right before COVID started. So it meant that really like the getting to know you phase happened over FaceTime between two different countries when we weren't allowed to visit each other. Yeah, our timing hasn't been quite right when it comes to. I think we got yeah we got together in early February, and then all of the COVID chaos happened mid March, and that obviously just kind of threw us for a loop. But I think we've spoken about that in the previous episodes. Yeah. But it was a good foundation for a relationship that would move forward with a lot of long distance because it was forced long distance in a very obviously as everyone knows and everyone experienced a very crazy time so uh we definitely found our footing quickly and i think it's we're stronger for it i think yeah i agree so that was the first time and then you actually immediately after that you started doing your masters in 
the States. So you were in Syracuse doing your master's and I was in Manhattan. So that was like part two of long distance where we were in the same state. We were still like five hours away from each other, but easy enough to like hop on an Amtrak or drive up and see each other. That was one of those things where it felt so much closer because I was on the same continent in the same country, but still a five hour train journey. Uh, it's definitely still long distance. And when I look back on it now, I'm going gray early, which is very frustrating and I still can't grow a mustache. So <laughs> it just seems like the wrong way around. But I think part of the reason why I'm going gray early is after five years of being in Syracuse where I had like deficient vitamin D. Like I'm convinced. Yeah. Because that's how you like go gray. It's just is not it? seeing the sun. Yeah. Seriously? It's one of the one of the reasons why premature uh graying can occur. No way. I've never yeah. heard so that. now like I make a point when I'm in the office every day during my lunch time just to sit out like on a bench outside the office <laughs> and just like in some way get some kind of sunlight. That's your hair salon? Exactly. I actually read today as well that you should not do the nail dryers in um nail salons apparently they're terrible for you because of the uv yeah yeah i know i i kind of have gotten off of the like gel nails also i all summer i just had bare nails and then i got my nails done for the wedding that we just went to in martha's vineyard which was really fun beautiful wedding yeah so beautiful um but now they're all gone again and i kind of love it and I, i know that the uv is so bad and i actually I'll have like put an effort into wearing sunscreen on my hands when I go, but I feel like such a fucking dweeb when I do it because I go to Mickey, which I feel like it's like, I love her. She's the best. I love her family. Last time I went, both of her kids were there and we were just like, one of their kids taught me how to play chess, which was really fun. But I basically you go in and she has you wash your hands, but like I always keep the door open. Like, I don't know why... I don't know. It just feels like weird to close the door if you're just washing your hands. I don't really know. And then at that point, I feel really weird putting on sunscreen on my hands. Like, I don't know why I I shouldn't. And if you do get gel nails, you should put sunscreen on. But it's not like I can like prep when I'm walking in and like put it in before I go into the salon. I have to like make a whole deal of it. And then of course, sunscreen smells like sunscreen. So anyways yeah that's a tangent but i've been enjoying my bare nails now you all know margo's sunscreen routine yeah or lack thereof i actually i have been really good about wearing sunscreen this summer which i'm really happy about and we also just went to turks and caicos and i think we did a really good job of wearing sunscreen yeah we we bronzed we didn't burn yeah which is important true so yes we did the syracuse long distance i will say a downside of doing long distance when it's like in the same state or a couple states away is there's always the pressure of like well I could just like hop on a train or like get in my car and drive up and I think that maybe puts more pressure on the relationship because it's like if you have the option there and it's like a free or easier way to see each other then it's easier to put pressure on each other like well you have this weekend free why aren't you coming down you know when in reality, like, you have to, life has to move on when you're in a long distance relationship. Yeah, but I think that's also a key part of long distance is being able to understand each other, understand each other's needs, and also have a bit of empathy for each other in terms of 
no matter if it's a long distance relationship kind of it's in the name that you're going to be traveling a long distance and that's not something that you can necessarily do every weekend and you're a busy girl i'm a busy guy and obviously we love seeing each other but there's also times where we can't necessarily or couldn't back then still can't now see each other every weekend and you get through it yeah and it also makes the times you know I, i like having things to look forward to and obviously it sounds silly because obviously people have relationships where they're living with each other and hopefully we'll do that at some point but um at some point i hope so yeah well it'd be a refreshing change um but yeah to have kind of dates to look forward to is nice and i think it'd also almost be harder if every weekend we saw each other and then didn't see each other it's like a lot of like goodbyes rather than one big hello and then a few weeks later one big goodbye if that makes sense yeah that's so true and we also something i love about long distance well, i guess you can do this in like any relationship but i guess it's more meaningful when it's distance um and you have to put the effort in but we've only done one surprise throughout long distance which actually i don't think i would like to be surprised like obviously i would love your other boyfriends would be around right. i might catch you out i have two other long distance boyfriends on rotation so I, I have to plan accordingly but no i feel like i just i always like to get all of my shit done like before you arrive like i love when you come and it's something to look forward to and i can have my whole like apartment all clean what oh you're looking around like this place is a mess <laughs> yeah um no i don't know i guess i would like to be surprised but i'm i love surprising other people like i feel like even day to day there will be like random little things that i like to surprise you with yeah i i think it's it's hard now i mean you did a great job of surprising me when we were doing the syracuse new york stint um i think it's very hard to surprise someone when you're flying across the atlantic or flying across any ocean because we facetime once a day twice a day but we're obviously texting throughout the day so for me to just like go blank for eight hours ten hours yeah i think you'd get a little bit suspicious and then also i forget that we have find my friends is that what it's called yeah um but i know that you occasionally will look on it and so well if you weren't answering if you didn't, me exactly. for eight hours during the day yeah look so you go where is he and then all okay. of a sudden you'd see that either i was across the atlantic or all of a sudden i was like 20 minutes away from you at jfk airport so yeah. i feel like but i i will say i i'll only look at it when i'm like actually worried about you or if i'm like at your apartment and i'm waiting for you to come home from work or something then i'll see like where you are but I feel like because that's always a possibility that like, mm, maybe, but I'm more so like, if I don't hear from you for a while, or if your mom texts me and she's like, have you heard from Zantori? It's like a nice like tool to have to make sure that, yeah, you know? And if you if I look and I see that you're at your gym or something, it's like, okay, he's just like kind of tuned out. Yeah, yeah. No, and I do too now when I'm at the gym. That's That's my time. Yeah. My time. So, okay, so that's part one and two of long distance. And that leads us to this stint. So we did a year together in New York, which we talked all about that in the second episode we did together, which is called Juniors. It was that exciting that... No, I just forgot. It's called an ode to juniors. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we did that year in New York together. And then Zantori moved back to England. And here we are now 
over a year later and I am resigning my lease here in New York so it's going to add at least another year to us doing this distance um which we can talk about because I feel like that's a decision definitely when you're in a long distance relationship to like stay doing distance especially when I do have more flexibility in my work and my lifestyle um I guess we can just talk you want to talk about that now sure going back to the juniors episode yeah I don't want to say that I helped juniors distribution channels (laughs) but since that podcast every grocery store that I go into in New York City has like the little mini no, juniors that was cheesecakes. all you i'm convinced it was we should and actually I think I need write to, them you should get yeah, royalties yeah i think they probably listened into the podcast because obviously everyone listens to this podcast and went actually you know we're, we're breaking into new markets here let's just global expansion i think but, you did that and i think they owe us a thank you note so or at least a bit of cheesecake that's all i asked <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't take Not much exactly. to impress me yeah <laughs> Um, well, thank you for doing that. And if there's any brand sponsors that you want to shout out this time, um, I do want a Frame TV. So maybe Samsung. I know. <laughs> Is this the deal with the podcast? We just talk about things we want and it gets sent to us? In that case, I will. Well, it have... didn't quite work out with juniors. We're still waiting for a cheesecake slice. No, I've just got a text. It's on the way. Oh, okay. Um, God, what will I have? I don't know. You can have anything in the world. But that's the thing, like, yeah, I've got to think on that. There's not nothing immediately that I think I would need. Mm. Any kind of food partnership or something that, like, I, I've, I've never, that's I've never, you... yeah, I've never been jealous of any kind of, you know, I'm your biggest fan, I root for you and all of that. And when you tell me you've got, like, a deal with a different company or, you know, I'm always very um, proud and, yeah, happy for you. However, I was truly Guinness. Guinness? <laughs> I was truly jealous when you got the guinness deal because that's like my dream partnership i've got like a guinness poster in my flat and yeah kind of grew up i grew up wanting to love guinness because my dad loved it and obviously when you're young your palate is just like not suited to and guinness hopefully at all you're not drinking guinness when you're young no but i'd, I'd have sips it's very european you you know from okay. kind of 10 11 you'd have like a sip of beer Ten. yeah i like i like a restaurant yeah Okay, I just have to supervised like, by your parents. Yeah, I just have to publicly say that I am not endorsing any of these actions. No, but it's very normal in in the UK and Europe to do yeah. that because I think they don't. I think there's a mentality that they don't want the kids to like have a taboo around alcohol, mm. which I think helped my brother and I. Yeah. Although my brother drinks like a horse, but, but that's because he he like needs to drink so much to feel. Yeah, it. he's six foot five. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> as a six foot one person. Um, but yeah, no, I was very jealous of Margot's Guinness deal. I think that and Ralph Lauren are like the two brands. If I was like an influencer, I'd love to work with is Ralphie and Guinness. Yeah, Ralph Lauren is my number one brand that I want to work with. That I will manifest. Oh, also the documentary that you showed me, Very Ralph, is unbelievable. It's a terrific documentary. If you guys like style and documentaries and storytelling, you need to watch Very Ralph. I think it's on HBO. Um, It just gives you so much appreciation for the brand that he has built and we were talking the other day about how Ralph Lauren is like truly a living legend and like there's not a huge handful of people that are as accomplished 
as him that are still i mean i'm sure he's not day to day like no I'd, i'd put him in that same kind of bracket as a paul mccartney yeah as a like and just so like american dream like that's what he kind of like fed into yeah Yeah. and that's like what the whole aesthetic is it just makes you appreciate the brand and him as a person so much more but yeah my dream would be to go to a ralph lauren fashion show well i think we've just given them enough flattery that maybe you'll get lucky that's for you ralph lauren (laughs) (laughs) the brand the brand not the man <laughs> Anyways, um, we were talking about long distance. But you wanted to get into that, I think, for p- part three of of our recent stint. Oh, oh, I guess I can get into my decision to resign in New York. So oh, there's like so many different parts that go into this. I think the the biggest thing, and again, like everything that I'm saying right now in my brain, there's like a gajillion tangents that I could go off of, but long story and explanation short we're both very happy right now we're long distance is working for us we really don't have many complaints about it and I think in fact it's really good for us and I think it's been a gift that we've been able to experience this and have it work out so going off of that I'm really happy in New York I'm really happy with my life right now I love my apartment it's nothing fancy and it's kind of a mess right now because we're just about to head out of town so I have to organize but um it makes me it's like my little nest in the world and yeah I love it and Zantori also just moved into his apartment in Bristol recently and it's he feels the same way about his home um he's made it really comfortable and it's a happy place for him so oh um (laughs) also we just haven't talked about the fact that since bringing up the laundry beautifully folded Zantori is like the number one house husband in the entire world he now has gold eye masks under his eye self-care baby cord you do look gorgeous and it actually looks really good i was noticing i like the silver watch with the gold eye under eye thing it's a cool look i gotta say gold is not usually my metal of choice i tend to opt with silver but you had these gold eye masks lying around and i'm a sucker for the eye mask i don't care who knows it so uh yeah, I figured if we're just going to do a podcast and not really do much else, it's a good opportunity. You look gorgeous. And I did just record a clip that I'm going to post on Instagram. So if you listen to this episode within the first 24 hours of it being live, you'll see it on my story of Zantori just looking gorge. Um, yeah, so Zantori is an amazing house husband. I'm very rigorous when it comes to cleaning, which is a good and a bad thing, I think. I think I can kind of rein it in when I want to, but sometimes it gets a bit out of control just by the nature of my OCD, yeah. but it has its perks. I love that part of you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can, oh yeah, I just want to finish, like wrap up the question that we started 50 years ago, which is, uh, it wasn't a question. It was me talking about how I'm going to renew my lease. Basically, it was a joint decision that both of us made that this is working and uh, until it's not, then we revisit that. And the next step is going to be me moving to England, whether that's most likely London or another part of England and that will <laughs> that will then move us into phase four of long distance where I'm in London and Zan's in Bristol but we just have so much fun with this <laughs> yeah once we get to phase five I think they give us 
something free. I don't know what it is, but long distance is very similar to Scientology in that it has all these phases and we're trying to go clear with long distance yeah tom cruise in it out here yeah so i'm gonna with that because that was like the number one question that i was getting when i did this q a a couple months ago i just went back and screen recorded all the questions which by the way you guys are insane with how many questions you asked i fucking love it and i think so many people out there are in long distance relationships uh, at least two of my best friends are in long distance relationships. So I feel like they're like way more common than I ever realized or really thought about. I don't even know where to start. Do you want to look through this or do you want me to pick some questions? You just pick some. Okay. I'm going to start with this question. Do you ever struggle with feeling like you're living in two different worlds? I don't think struggle is the right term. It's more of a we do live in two separate worlds and i'm completely fine with it i think you are as well it's kind of like a nice thing to um you know come together after living our own separate lives and enjoy a little time together and then go off in our own yeah little ecosystems but there's never been a better example of that than when i was driving back from work and i live kind of out in the countryside between bristol where my flat now is and bath which is another gorgeous yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I work in between the two yeah. cities in the countryside. And I was stopped on a road in the countryside because there was cows crossing the road. Meanwhile, Margot is on the speakerphone to me telling me that she's getting a blade from New York to Long Island for dinner. And I thought, I think our lives are slightly different. <laughs> and two different modes of transportation to work, but basically, but yeah, there's many examples like that. But I, I wouldn't let that. I wouldn't look at it as a struggle. I'd look at it as actually quite a nice thing that yeah. you and your partner can come together each day, every other day, whatever it is, on FaceTime or via text, and connect despite having your own little busy bee lives apart. I think also something that we have talked about on previous podcasts, and also just kind of like between us is it's been such a gift that we met each other young and at least younger than like I thought I was going to meet like my person. So it's been kind of like the nice part of long distance is that you still get to experience life to its fullest as like a individual. And we've both been able to do that in very different ways while still having this partnership and bond. And like, I think it really just comes down to having respect for each other and knowing that you're not going to be living the same two lives and just that that's like, okay. And that there's a lot of power in that. Okay. I'm, I'm really just randomly picking these because there's so many. <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> Don't you guys feel some kind of weird when reunited? <laughs> The quick answer to that is yes, but I don't know if we've... Have we discussed that in a previous podcast? No. Yeah, I think it just takes some time to adjust to being back with each other after being away from each other. I think also it's always a bit odd when someone that you've been speaking to on FaceTime every day then becomes a 3D object. Mm. Um, and again, going back to the previous question, if you're living in two separate worlds and then you come together, there's always going to be a bit of, you know, um, ebb and flow. But it's usually for us, sometimes not at all, at the most, a couple of hours where we're just kind of like, oh, you're a living, moving human being and not an avatar on my phone. Yeah, I think also just going back to both of us living by ourselves, go, it's literally going from zero to 100, like not seeing each other for a month, month and a half, five months, however long your kind of like cadence is. 
and then living together like you're just like every minute of the day you're together so yeah of course it's gonna take some like adjustment but it's always like I mean it's always so exciting to see each other obviously yeah and I I wouldn't look at it as a negative thing I think uh I don't think either of us are big FaceTime people as it is I think we kind of it's kind of a means to an end for us so I actually think it's always a nice kind of awkward yeah. if that makes sense yeah. when we first see each other it's like hi <laughs> yeah exactly so um good question though yeah i love that how to maintain trust i i don't think something i i, I don't know if trust is something i like i just i trust you yeah i don't think it's anything like i i don't think i think about it it's not something that i go like i've never questioned it yeah and i don't have a reason to question it so therefore i don't feel like i need to maintain it um if there was a reason why I didn't trust you, then we'd address it. But there's there's no reason from my side, at least. So Yeah, no, I feel the same way. And I think it's also when going into a long distance relationship. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak on it on this if you don't already have that just like basis of like, of course, we trust each other. Like, what is there to kind of think about? But I think it's that is probably like the basis of doing long distance, because really like what it comes down to is it's a form of freedom a being able to do long distance and b being able to be comfortable and happy yeah no trust is probably the most important thing in a long-term relationship i'd say um oh i love this question somebody asked how many times a day do you call your boyfriend and do you consider it a healthy amount i feel like when i read this like my knee-jerk reaction is i don't think it's when you when you're thinking about how much you should be talking to your partner or whatever i think that's so personal for each couple i don't think mm. there's a right amount or a wrong amount neither zantori or i are big texters so usually we'll just have like one or two longer phone calls during the day and sometimes there'll be a week where every time we catch each other especially because of the time difference it can't talk right now can i call you in five I don't know. I think it's so it, it's so different for each couple. And I don't think you should go into a long distance relationship with certain expectations. I think you kind of just have to feel it out, check in with each other constantly and make sure that how are we feeling? Do we need to talk more? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was listening recently to a podcast with the man, the myth, the legend, Matthew McConaughey. And uh, all right, all right, all right. And uh, he was talking about how for his relationship with his wife it's all about quality time rather than quantity of time and i think as soon as you start trying to put value in the quantity of anything you kind of stop then being able to show up for like it's almost like yeah if it's like all oh, like checking a box it's like okay exactly did our three phone calls and whatever yeah it's like oh we did we did four phone calls yesterday let's try and do four today and then you just end up either talking about rubbish or not talking or just not showing up for each other and that's just at least in my opinion not the best way of going about it so i'd much rather speak to margot once every three weeks if it means we're going to have a great conversation versus every five minutes you know what i mean (laughs) to be extreme but Um, yeah i don't think we've actually ever really gone more than about maybe max like 36 hours without speaking to each other and that was like a rare occurrence usually it is about at least once a day and then the odd text throughout the day this next question is how can you feel like you're still together when you're apart one way to do this is through gift giving i actually have a gift that you gave me that i think is maybe one of my favorite gifts i've ever gotten and i'm out of it now so 
take note. One of the things that Zan's company does is produce soap, among many other things. And part of that comes with creating new products, kind of ideating different brands that they can create within this bigger umbrella company. And they also have a cafe at their shop. So Santori had the idea, kind of like if you guys are familiar with Frank Body, they have the coffee scrubs. Zan had the idea to take the coffee, what do you call them, grinds from their cafe and turn it into a scrub. And so he only did the limited collection basically to kind of just like test the idea. They have a gift shop, so they wanted to see how it would sell, if the soap base worked, whatever. It was just also a nice way of like having our two different sides of our company with the cafe and then also with the soap side, like merging them in some way, like a little, like our own little collab. So Zantori basically himself created this new product which you don't do often but you kind of had this idea and wanted to execute it so you did it and he gave me a pot of the scrub that they made there is just something about getting to start my days i would use it so frugally but now it's gone i have more i can give you when when you're in the uk thank you just starting my day with something that zantori made with his own hands and i got to wash my body with it and it smelled really nice ding dong (laughs) not even like that but it was just like it was such like a sensory experience away from you that you had such a part in every day and 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 i'm really not saying this in a sexual way like it's not it was a really nice part of my routine that especially with smell because smell is so tied to memory and it's smells can evoke such strong emotions and feelings was it was just such a beautiful way to start my day it was just the most beautiful gift i've ever gotten thank you very much i mean you did a very nice thing for me as well where i have a particular favorite of margot's perfumes that she wears and she got me the candle of the perfume which i have in uh my flat so whenever i'm kind of in need of a little bit of a sense of Margot kind of being nearby. I like that candle. And, uh, you know, as you say, scent has so many memories and emotions tied to it. It's, uh, I think, for anyone in long distance, swap colognes or perfumes or Mm. something along those lines because they do feel closer than I think. You know, something else is um, music. Yeah, we've done a few playlists together. The the funniest thing was, I think Spotify did this new thing where you could have a joint playlist and you can do it now where you can kind of add it together but when they first launched it it was the two people's like most listened to songs and it came out and obviously margot's were all like very beautiful heartfelt songs that she'd been listening to and because i was going to the gym every day it was like uk rap uh, metallica and like audio slave and it was just like a complete like you'd go from like one really chill enjoyable song to like hire by creed and it was just yeah but before that and something that we still keep up is we both have playlists that are like dedicated to each other so we can listen to those um and then yeah we have a joint playlist called long distance this question is actually making me want to build out like an entire blog post around long distance so different like gifts that we've gotten each other i'm gonna link a bunch of different perfumes and colognes that also have candles i'll link our playlists and just like anything else i'll work with santori to kind of build this clickable shoppable site for long distance because i feel like shop the margot santori collection (laughs) we got oh no i had this um what is it called like a jelly cat rabbit and he became our son santori adopted him which is very nice his name is winston 
Actually, Santori named him. He was nameless for a year and a half. Zan named him Winston. So with that, he became the adoptive father. And then um, I, when we were doing the part two stint with Syracuse in Manhattan, I got Zan his own jellycat rabbit. And now we have joint custody. We swap them every two, few times that we're visiting each other. So they both get to see their mom and dad. What's my one called? Graham. <laughs> I, I discovered, and I don't know if there's any English people listening to this, but Americans cannot say the name Graham. It was Graham. They go like, yeah, they like, they they glitch when they say Graham. They go Graham. No, Graham. no, no. You say Graham. No, I say Graham. No, it's I a know. very popular English name. I say Graham. Like Graham cracker. Graham cracker, exactly. That's spelled the exact same way. Newsflash. How do you say Graham cracker? Well, we don't have Graham crackers in. But you just said Graham. Well, I'm not going to call them Graham Graham crackers. But that's that's what you call name. I know, but I don't know what my point is anymore. But it's just weird to me that you don't say Graham, you say Graham. Tip: Don't name your kid something that the two of you don't pronounce the same way, because it will tear you apart. I, I want to say my parents said that with my name. <laughs> did, did they? Did they pronounce your name differently? Yeah. What? Yeah. How? My my mom is very, and I guess rightly so, because she named me, and she's an amazing woman. <laughs> just want to throw that in there. But she named me, and she is convinced that my name is Zantore. Zantore. Yeah. And my dad always called me Zantori. So it's like... Zantore. Zantore and Zantori. Of, I've always thought that that was more of just her, like, Canadian English accent. No, I think that's intentional. She's, she, well, I know it's intentional. She's made a point to make it intentional. But because it's a made-up name, she's kind of given me very nice nice, nice of her to uh, give me creative license over it. So I've gone for more of the Zantori route rather than the Zantore route because it's, it's just too much going on. <laughs> that is wild. I guess, well, wasn't your name kind of based off of Salvatore? But that's Tori. My name was meant to be Salvatore, but my mum did not want my nickname to be Sally. Sally. I kind of think that'd be a cool nickname. I I, I mean, I, I love my name. Yeah. I love Salvatore as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I like the creative names. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to make a little um, list and I will include pictures of Graham and Winston so you guys can all enjoy their beautiful faces. Uh, there's not many things. I'm quite proud of the fact that there's not many things that I get embarrassed by. But every now and again, I will take, you know, I'll have some friends over to my flat and I'll walk them around the flat because I'm very proud of it. And I forget that there's a damn stuffed bunny sat next to my pillow in my bedroom. And I never, I always get so embarrassed and I always have to immediately preface it. Like they might not even be looking at it and they walk into the room oh, and I spot it, it. And I go, that's Margot's bunny, by the way. <laughs> but it's not, it's yours. I know it is, but I don't, it's not like I went out and bought it and I like cuddle up with it. Like You don't? No, I sit him nicely on the bed during the day and then he, he goes with the spare pillow on the floor. I will, I will second the fact that you do put the, the bunny on the on the ground which i don't agree with as a parent but i guess co-sleeping also has its downsides so we're gonna wrap up with one more question i'm actually just gonna end up I, i'm I, I was gonna try to find a question that would prompt the story but i'm just gonna cut to the chase we have a crazy story to tell you guys in the bahamas that's a, that was straight out of a movie that was insane okay I'm going to set the scene. We'll try to make this kind of quick and then we'll wrap up the pod after this because I know it's been going on for a while. But I want to end it with with a good story for you guys. So 
to set the scene, Zantori and I spent an amazing week together in the Bahamas at Zantori's family friend's house. And we left to go to the airport at the same time, but I was flying back to New York. <laughs> I was flying back to New York and Zantori was flying back to England. So basically it was a super small airport. So the plan was to just... our. They were, they were like 20 minutes apart. Yeah, mine was first. So the plan was always to just like check in, go through security, hang out with each other for an hour and a half, and then say our goodbyes and go our separate ways. So we get to the airport. I check in. My check-in was super easy. I don't know why. It's normally not for me, but just dropped my bags. I had pre-check, so I went right through security. I was in in like 15 minutes. I had some extra time. I started to get a little anxious because by the time I was in, Santori was still waiting to check his bags. And so we, we were flying separate airlines. Right. And you were with your mom also. Yes. Just, you know, to, just for context. So I started to get like a tiny bit anxious because I was like, all right, this is a little weird that he's still at the check-in counter, but whatever, I'm just going to go for a walk around the airport. So I get myself a magnet. So I have my Bahamas magnet thing on my fridge right now and okay so I buy my magnet and I buy my water and Zantori's still waiting to check his bags and I use the bathroom Zantori's starting to still checking his bags and then finally Zantori gets in like the security line and as he's getting into the security line which is now massive according to him because we can really only like text at this point because you can't make calls in the security line my flight gets called to start boarding and this is where like the pit in my stomach comes because we also like didn't say goodbye. We were like, bye, see you in five minutes. Well, and then it genuinely was a massive line. It just kind of built up and built up. And we got to the beginning of the line and my mum was really the, the hero of the story because she basically, I can't remember if she started calling out or if she almost like nudged the guy because obviously it's a bit of like a zigzag yes. and nudged the person kind of two people down and said, my son uh, is his girlfriend is waiting at the at the gate she's going to fly somewhere else they are in a long distance relationship can my son go in front of you and the lovely person let me go in front of them i got through security and then it was customs so there's a whole other line at this point i'm already in the boarding line and the boarding line is moving quicker than any boarding line has ever removed like i was praying that there was going to be some hold up there was going to be 10 different groups and i was going to be in the last group and all the groups start getting called and my group gets called. I want to say there was five groups and I was in group four or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, fuck that. I'm just going to wait until I'm the last person on the plane. So I'm just waiting, waiting. Santori's still in customs. At this point, like the phone thing is even stricter. So I can't even really communicate with him. And also like, I know this sounds really dramatic, but we weren't going to see each other for like two months after this. And it was very stressful. Just, yeah, just to be able to have that closure is I think so important in terms of saying goodbye. So at this point I'm waiting in customs. I had basically accepted that I wasn't gonna see Margot and then out of nowhere the line just started moving and I got to the front where there was a US customs officer. So as Zantori was just getting to the front, I didn't know that this was happening because 
he couldn't use his phone at this point obviously he's talking to the customs officer everyone's on the plane i'm just kind of like slowly walking towards the woman she's probably like what is wrong with this woman i had tears streaming down my face i I wasn't getting any text from zantori i didn't know what was going on the whole freaking plane had basically like already scanned their boarding passes there was nobody else in sight i was like anyone else going to new york and want to go ahead of me no one so i give them my ticket i scan and waterworks like it was over i'd scan my boarding pass i started walking on the like gate or whatever it's called onto the plane so yeah this this customs officer was the quickest officer i've ever had with the u.s customs literally just was like do you have anything on you in terms of cash i was like i've got like a dollar he was like great and i get a text and the text was wait so i ran with everything in me up because margot told me the gate as well thankfully so i ran with everything in me up the escalator and just straight through the terminal as zan is running through the airport he texts me wait like i made it through whatever so i basically have to turn around on this runway what's that like hallway called before you get on the plane like pre on the plane but post when you scan your boarding yeah, pass it's like, it's like the tunnel it's like yeah the tunnel that leads to the so to the i'm plane. in the tunnel there was a line of people in the tunnel so i was like okay i'm not gonna actually hold the plane up but i don't know if they're gonna like if they've closed some door or whatever so i turn back and I see this woman. I still d- didn't see Zantori anywhere, but I, I had to just, again, tears were streaming down my face. It was probably so embarrassing, but like I was not thinking about that. And I was just like, I need to just wait here for one minute. Can I just please stand here for 30 seconds? And she needed to like do her job, rightfully so, but she let me stand there for 30 seconds. And I just see out of the corner of my eye like a little Zantori getting bigger and bigger and bigger, like sprinting towards me. I grab Margot. we embrace for i don't know how long it was it could have been 10 seconds it could have been 10 minutes it was so quick it um, was literally like hug each other kiss each other with everything in you and then get on the fucking plane yeah i think i also looked at the woman she was like it's time you gotta go yeah but we had our moment just wave of relief sadness ecstasy any emotion you want to throw at it i was so euphoric after i think you were so euphoric i'm not a big crier i just I broke down because I just I thought it was it was like a second chance but it was also then such heightened emotion mm-hmm. it was like I I almost accepted that I'd, I'd missed you then I saw you then I all of a sudden you disappeared again mm-hmm. so it was just I, I was just distraught and then I ended up after sprinting I ended up just walking back and seeing my mum and I just gave my mum the biggest hug Aww. and it was just I know I remember getting a really sweet text from your mom after just saying like I'm glad you guys got to see each other I didn't get to say goodbye to your mom also which sucked but so grateful for that opportunity we will certainly never forget that it was in i wanted to like tell everyone on the plane what had just happened (laughs) um okay i think we have covered a lot of ground i I hope so so i'm gonna wrap this episode up because i'm also aware that my mic is going to die soon we have a fun weekend ahead we are going to a, a festival called sound on sound um they invited us to go which is so cool listen to some of these people who are performing the big one on the saturday for me is red hot chili peppers because that was like my middle school band so even though i don't listen to them all that much now i probably still have every lyric in my head still and then uh sunday john mayer alanis morissette who i'm not familiar with but hosier dispatch Isn't it ironic that's her mount joy ben yeah. harper hosier yeah hosier is 
unreal. Oh, I'm going to die and go to heaven when Hosier is on. I'm so excited. I also was looking at the Sound on Sound Instagram, and there were a couple comments that were like, I really hope that Hosier and John Mayer do a duet. Could you imagine? They probably will. I know John Mayer does that from time to time. With He's done it in the past with like Alicia Keys and Keith Urban. I would be so unwell. What song do you think he would do? Maybe John would do the guitar like backing for Hosier. I love the first name basis. Well, this is like our third or fourth time seeing him. In yeah, so at this point we're well acquainted. Yeah, this practically is, knows us. This is... Is this our fourth time? No, this is our third time. This together. is our third time. Once with him and the Grateful Dead, and then twice. This will be our second. Yeah, of, of just him solo. So yeah, we have an, a really exciting weekend coming up, and then Zantori is heading from. We're staying at my parents' house for this concert because it's in Connecticut, and then Zan is going from Connecticut to JFK, and we're leaving each other. Oh, something like a little nice tradition that we have is every time we say goodbye, we take a selfie, and I have a folder on my phone of all the selfies of us saying goodbye which i feel like is more a gift to my future self because i feel like when we're not doing long distance it's going to be such a nice reminder of like all of the bs we had to go through to get to that stage they are the scariest looking photos as well it's like margo and i both like red-faced puffy-eyed like either really early in the morning or just like so emotional and yeah, they're messy. Those for hers. So yeah, I mean, they're for no one, no one else's eyes. But yeah. Um, well, Santori, thank you so much for coming back on Working Title. It's a pleasure having me. I think it's a pleasure having me. Sorry, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. Um, good luck to anyone who's out there and in a long-term relationship. I hope it, you know, works out for you. And um, thanks for listening. It's been thank- a pleasure. Thanks for listening. I'm literally getting screamed at by my microphone. It said low battery, low battery. So I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode of Working Title. And make sure you subscribe and rate five stars and leave a little comment on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. I absolutely love reading this. All right. Love you guys. Cheers, guys. Bye.